Namaste, my children. Welcome back to Sage.Wave, the official podcast episode of Sage Sound. This is the fourth episode, and today we'll be talking about rap beefs. Let's get it. Alright guys, so um, today I decided to touch on a subject that isn't going to make me turn into some kind of guru or teacher because as much I noticed that as much as I try to not be that guy, the topics that like I cover makes me become that person that I don't want to be, which is weird and it makes me sound like, uh, you know, like I'm contradicting myself and I don't really enjoy that. I don't um, appreciate hypocrisy and so I don't really want to partake in it myself and because I introspect a lot I'm the type of person that always is always looking inwards and talking about stuff to the point where I'm almost self-deprecating um, and so I decided you know what I want to talk about topics that is more like a discussion more than me trying to teach you something because to be honest like I don't think I know a lot like I believe that if I knew so much or if I was trying to portray myself that way that I should be in a higher level than I am right now like there's no point trying to sound so wise and smart when I haven't even gotten to that um status where that reflects that not saying that I haven't seen success but there's producers who are more successful than me if I'm being completely honest uh so it's just a part of me being humble and, and modest with myself and honestly just being honest with myself, you know, and being transparent because I feel like that's the situation um, today in any industry, not just music, but any industry at, at that, like, on the, especially in the entrepreneurial world. Um, there's a whole bunch of people who want to teach you something. The truth is they're only doing that because that's what they're told to do, like, and most entrepreneurial, like if you go to a webinar about how to make money online or um, a conference or whatever, um, most people, most teachers, again, the gurus will tell you that you're going to, um, that you, in, in order to make money online, you have to give value to people. So um, you have to actually, so they translate that as teaching people shit, right? So when they teach you something, they see it as giving you value. And then they expect you to do business with them, um, which is not how it really works. Because if you are doing something, if you're being a good person just to get something out of somebody else, it's not really genuine. It actually makes you a dick. And so even right now, I'm creating content, you know, and I would see this podcast as a sort of me giving you value. I'm not trying to teach you something and expecting you to buy because honestly... I don't know who's listening to this. Anybody could be, could be, you know, listening to this. It could be just a music fan who isn't really in the industry and isn't looking to buy my beats. It could be anybody who's interested in the topics that I have to talk about. And so I don't really care as much. And that's why I like doing podcasts as opposed to videos because I'm not forced to do anything like that. And honestly, I'm not really a video person because I just I'm not comfortable on camera, which I don't know. It's It's weird. But I'm, I'm fine with audio and that's that. But, you know, that's a subject for another day. Today, I want to talk about rap beefs. Um, 
and and I've been noticing a trend. I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people who are really observant, um, not just people who join the hype, like people who actually sit back and think about shit, would notice that most rap beefs are staged. We know this, right? I'm expecting you to know this, but if you don't, I hate to break it to you, but a lot of them are staged. And the prime example is um, the one with Pusha T and Drake, or Drake and Pusha T, whichever one. But um, if you look at it, Pusha T had released the album, or was about to release the album, when he threw shots at Drake for having a ghostwriter on his record. Um, knowing that, he, I'm pretty sure he was smart enough. Like, I know Pusha T is not that stupid, or not that clueless, to not know that that beef was long dead and didn't have to be rehashed again even though a lot of people still bring it up you know that's something like that is something i would expect from like a regular human being or just any anybody who isn't really aware of anything in the industry and is still making fun of drake because it's fun to make fun of drake drake is that is that dude that it's e it's easy to pick on him because he's just different and unique and people love to pick on people who are different and unique and that's no cap we know this um, if you're unique, I'm sure you, and not just saying like we're all unique as human beings, but we live in a society where people are more comfortable with joining the bandwagon, you know, with being a part of the crowd. People aren't really comfortable with standing out or being left out of things. Um, and the, when Drake came on the scene, like he was different because he was singing, doing R&B and doing rap at the same time. And a lot of people didn't appreciate that, even though there's rappers who have sang before in the past of course they didn't do it as much as drake did because drake made it a thing he made it his brand to be the singer and rapper or the rapper and singer and that's what people have come to know him for they know his soft side and they know his hard side um pause <laughs> but uh <laughs> anyway um see i make myself laugh sometimes it's, it's crazy but Pusha t brought it up why did he bring it up because it's obvious that if you bring up something like that, you're doing it to stay relevant because you know people are going to talk about it. There's no way you talk about the whole Quentin Miller situation and throwing shots at Drake and people are not going to respond. People are going, always going to talk about it on social media. So he knew that was going to happen, and I'm pretty sure he was expecting a response. Even though he and Drake didn't have, let's say, for example, he and Drake never had like a meeting beforehand that, oh, we're going to do start this beef. Let's say it was all just something that happened on emergency. It was still planned. And and Drake, who's also dropping the album later on, he heard the response and he's like, you know what? I can capitalize on this. So I'm going to respond to him. And so he responded, the Duppy freestyle, and everybody was going crazy like, yo, that shit was... He came after Pusha. But then Pusha hit back. And honestly, I didn't really see it as like an actual beef. I saw it more as, of as snitching. And I'm a Drake fan, so I'm probably biased about it. And, you know, you could have a different opinion about it. But all he did was talk about his son and make fun of 40 for a disease he had. I don't even know what this disease it was. And and um, who else did he come after? I think his, his father. Um, he didn't really do much of a beef. And I know about, like, beefs are about, you know, cutting people where hitting people where it hurts. Because it's a battle. And that's what battle is about. It's not about being nice or playing fair. But... I don't see saying talking about somebody else's son. Like, if he didn't talk about his son, like, if he doesn't want the public to know about his son, then that's his business, right? You don't have to talk about the man's son 
you know, he he would reveal him, you know, the same way Beyonce. I mean, Beyonce was hiding her twins um, from the cameras, and I don't think anybody anybody has seen Beyonce's children at all. Um, and nobody's dissing her, nobody's making fun of her, right? But now Drake did the same thing, um, and I guess it was a different situation because Drake it was actually a baby mama thing. He wasn't married to the the girl, and you know, nobody knew like he was expecting a baby. It was always just a new thing. But people who listen to Drake know it's about the whole situations he's had with women and and child support, um, not child support, abortions and all that. So it's not something that was fully a surprise because he has mentioned the kid at some point in one of his records from what I remember because I listen to a lot of Drake songs. And um, I really hope that doesn't offend you if you're listening to this because I know some people are anti-Drake, but that's your opinion. I love Drake. Drake has helped me as an artist. Um, I, I used to listen to Drake a lot. He helped me, like, form that, especially his producer, 40, and Boy Wonder. Like, I got a lot of my style from them, and I incorporated a lot of that wavy Toronto-type sound to my beats, if you listen to my beats very well. I just make it low-key because I'm not a copycat. I, I, of course, I would add my own style to it, but that was um, the whole situation. That's just a whole overview of the situation that I, from my opinion... But anyway, I'm not talking about... The, let's not talk about, you know, the details of the beef. Let's get back into reality. So, Pusha um, hits back at Drake, talks about his son and everything. People are like, oh shit, what the fuck? And Drake doesn't respond back. And a lot of Drake fans were expecting him to respond back. But he didn't. Apparently, there was a rumor that he um, had a diss that was going to apparently ruin Pusha's career. But somebody else stopped him. I don't know how true that is, but, you know, if it is, then, you know, Drake is, you know, like Drake said in his album, like, as luck would have it, I've settled into my role as the good guy. So, apparently that's true. He might be right. There might have been a beef that was going to end um, his life, um, push his life. Same way, I don't know if you remember, um, back in... When he had his beef with Meek, I think in 2015, there was supposed to be a third record to come out to end the whole thing once and for all, but it never came out. For some reason, Drake, I noticed that Drake is very strategic with his moves. He knows when to play the cards and he when he knows when to back out. He understands the game. Most people think about it like, oh, you have to respond, it's rap beef. But you gotta rise above that level and think like, if you're in a situation where Somebody comes at you from a certain angle. You got to think like, okay, is there any point in responding to this? It's only going to make things worse. And you see again worse than escalating. Once you notice that something is escalating and you don't want, to, want it to get to that level, I'm sure you've had a, some sort of altercation with somebody, even though not many people have that level of self-control. But most of us have that level of self-control. Where you get into an altercation or a disagreement with somebody, it might be somebody you know, it might be a stranger. And then you would see it get into certain levels and certain heights. And instead of following through with that, you step, you step back because you thought about it and you're like, you know what, I don't want to deal with this right now. I don't have the time or the energy. And fuck it, I'll just let it go. And I, I think that's what Drake did in this situation. Um, so then he drops his album. But now I feel like a lot of what drove his album streams and drove people to listen to that Scorpion album, even people who didn't like him, was the fact that 
they wanted to know more about his son. They were expecting him to talk about his son, address the situation with Pusha. And he did address the situation. He actually had some responses. Um, and he, he talked a lot about the whole beef and stuff um, throughout the album in tiny little spots. Um, he didn't make it like his a whole concept of his album, but I'm pretty sure like his album was focused on a lot of like his son and people who just want his downfall. Like they want to see him like fail and, you know, even talks about people wanting to kill him. And um, but people were more focused on the Adonis thing. People wanted to know, OK, what's going on with the son situation? Right. And of course, he had to address it because that was he knew that that was what it was going to sell. So when you think about it, I think that personally, that after the whole situation, Pusha and Drake sat down, they had a couple of drinks. If it wasn't planned beforehand, they would have hashed out this whole situation. And I know that Pusha wouldn't want to go too far after that because. You know, he doesn't want any smoke, basically. So they sat down to talk about the situation and they look like, okay, we both have successful projects and this whole beef kind of boosted our ratings. So it's all good. That's the way I see it. And the same thing with a lot of other beefs, especially these lower level. Um, I don't like saying SoundCloud rappers or SoundCloud artists. I just I feel like it's um, insulting a little bit. I know some people don't mind, but. Um, I don't like calling rappers like SoundCloud rappers, mostly because it kind of makes them look, the way it's being said a lot of the time, it's said as a way to deprecate the artist or make the artist, make the artist seem less than other artists are. So um, it's sort of insulting because a lot of people say that to people who are chasing their dreams, but haven't made it yet. So they call them broke and they, they call them trash and, and all that stuff but then once these you know quote-unquote soundcloud rappers make it everybody wants to hop on their dick everybody loves them now but when they were posting on soundcloud and you know trying to get people to listen to music you know y'all call them broke and and unsuccessful and all that bullshit and i do know that that culture is in a way um it's not the best culture in terms of music because a lot of them um, use social media they they put up this whole persona in social media and you know like I mentioned in my first the first episode of, of this podcast it's all about you have to put on a personality to appeal to an audience and they're doing just that they have a personality and they're appealing to a certain audience of people and there are certain target people target audiences that like that um imagery that they try to portray on social media so you can laugh at them and, and call them clowns and all that but there's a certain group of people who fuck with that and they're going to follow them so it doesn't matter what you think about a situation it doesn't matter if you think they're trash rappers or if they use too much auto-tune or you know they they cover their whole faces with um um tattoos and they put on they have Skittle rainbow as um, um, t- um, teeth fang thingies um, and rainbow hair. <laughs> I know y- y'all know who I'm talking about, but um, yeah, they put on this persona and a lot of us who are, I would say, who appreciate ma- more mature music 
will see them as kids, as clowns, as people with no substance. And that might be true. They probably don't have any substance. But they have put on a persona and they've made the social media their playground. That's why they still get signed. That's why they get sponsorships. While the real talented artists who probably make better music um, don't have that persona that's that appeals to that young teenage um, audience. Because here's the truth. A majority of the people who are on social media, especially on Instagram and Twitter, are kids from like 14 uh, to like 18. And a lot of us, of course, are older than that. But I feel like once you, a lot of people from 20 and up don't really really listen to that music. Only people from, I know there's some people, again, who are probably in that same mindset of the artist who would still listen to that artist. But most people all the way from 20 and below are mostly the people that are targeting. While 20 and above listen to more mature music and don't really appreciate that. So... Like I said, like a lot of these people, they they beef with each other sometimes. Like you hear six nine biffing with Treepy Red or XXX Tentacion, rest his soul. Um, you know these guys beef with each other, and you notice there's always that small circle of, oh, if it's not you know Trippy beefing with six nine or you know beefing with Playboy Cardi or you know Lil Peep or you know Lil Xanax. Um, a lot of these, you know, these rappers, I don't know how to describe them because I said I don't like, you know, the term um, SoundCloud rappers. But these these guys in the circle, that persona, they all share like a similar persona. They often like beef with each other and people eat it up. It's crazy how much people eat it up. People eat it up and they're like, oh, shit, this guy's beefing with this person. But it's all a, a marketing campaign. Because when they next thing you know they release mu- music like Trippy is beefing with Six Nine. Next thing you know he he just dropped the album. People gonna listen to that. They wanna check on him and stuff. So it, it's um it's uh I feel like rap beefs are an elaborate marketing campaign. The times of the real rap beefs are over. Now it has become a marketing campaign because people have seen the the attention it brings. People beef with people and then drop a project afterwards because it gets them that attention they need. For example, I heard Vic Mensa beef with Six Nine, and then he dropped the album like a couple of days afterwards. You know, he capitalized on that, and for him, it was extremely obvious. Like people noticed that because it seemed like he was desperate or some shit. Um, and honestly, I wasn't too impressed with the project because. It does. It did not sound like the Vic Mensa that I knew and respected back in like 2015 and and, and 2014. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, so that's my whole piece on on rap beefs. Let me know what you think about these um rap beefs and all that shit. You know, you can always contact me on Instagram Sage underscore Sound. Um, Twitter same thing Sage underscore Sound. You can email me. Um. You know what? I changed my email. Like, you can use to contact me. You can contact me. You know what? Contact me through the same email. Beats at sagesoundhq.com. I'm going to repeat it again. Beats at sagesoundhq.com. Let's get on with this show. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> Yo, I'm tripping right now. Yo, I'm looking tired. It's like 12 a.m. I'm lying. I'm not tired at all. I'm a night owl. I'll probably stay up longer. But... Like, I'm tired of talking to some shit. (laughs)
anyway you guys that was my piece on rap beefs um i will see y'all the next time i see y'all you know what i'm gonna see y'all tomorrow because right now starting from now i'm making this commitment i want to post a podcast every single day i'm trying to get my my record up you know what i'm saying i'm trying to put out as much content out there um because i want to be seen you know i'm a producer i'm an artist myself so i want to be seen so i'm gonna put in more work and and double my efforts and i hope y'all will appreciate that all right peace stay wavy